As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 319, and we're continuing and finishing, finally, finally, the final chapters of the Scream franchise. <laughs> Feel a little woozy here, man. <laughs> Poor Stu. Anyway. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, what a journey this has been. We just got to the theater just a few days ago. We went to see the movie on Thursday. Scream 6. Scream 6, and we watched the one before that the day before, and we've been prepping for this, and uh, this one's going to be a little bit of a different episode because, you know, the fifth movie, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the trivia, but on the sixth movie, when it's new and fresh, like, there is some things we will mention trivia-worthy, but for the most part, I like to kind of keep it fresh and just kind of talk about the film because it is so new and fresh. Also, I do want to mention that we are going to be doing a uh, sort of a giveaway. We have a sponsor this week. They've given us some extra tickets to a new movie that just came out, actually, and I wanted to share that with you. It's a movie called Unseen, and it's by Blumhouse and Paramount. It's actually about two women who form an unlikely connection when Sam, a gas station clerk, receives a misdialed call from Emily, who was running from her murderous ex-boyfriend in the woods. Having lost her glasses in her escape, Emily must rely on Sam's eyes using the video call in order to survive. Unseen is the latest thriller from Blumhouse Productions, available to buy or rent on digital now. And this film is, of course, not rated. So all you want to do, if you want to be a part of getting a free streaming copy to be able to stream this movie and rent a basically free rental for you online, all you have to do is go to our Twitter and actually go to the top post, which will be our episode this week of Scream 5 and 6. And, of course, retweet us with a quote tweet stating whatever you like plus hashtag I love BTV. That's I-L-O-V-E-B-T-V. And uh, we'll pick a lucky three winners at the end of tomorrow and send you out the codes to be able to check this movie out if you haven't already. Please, if you are not interested in this promotion, just go ahead and don't do that. But we appreciate you retweeting anyway because it really does help us. But if you want to be involved, hashtag I love BTV in your quote tweet. Thanks again. So, Christina, how are you doing? What is going on oh, with you? I'm busy. How are you? I know. This this is going to be a crazy week for us guys. And we have next week off. So. Yeah. Well, for the podcast. this week. 
we we have this episode for this week, but this That's week so is going to be hell for us. And then the next week uh, we are going to be off just FYI because we got like three weddings to go to this month and it's just too much. There's just too much. We have two weddings to go to this weekend coming up. This this St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I haven't been out of the house in a while. So I'm going to have agoraphobic nosebleeds from the back of the wedding. And I'll probably be really tired, so <laughs> I hope I just pass out on the floor and uh, everybody forgets me. So <laughs> my my uh, narcolepsy or whatever. What's new with us, though? What's going on? Nothing. Yeah, well, there's a lot of new stuff, Christina. Oh, we stopped. I stopped doing. I stopped doing keto. So I, I, it was not working for me. I actually talked to a buddy named Johnny who thought he was overstepping his boundaries. In actuality, he helped guide me in the right direction. So now I am working on a, the Mayo friendly, uh, the Mayo Clinic friendly heart healthy diet. Mediterranean. Mediterranean style. It is something that I did before I went on tour with my band Black Ops. Which, by the way, for those of you who bought the album, uh, the, all of our albums, our discography, thank you really does help out a lot in uh, paying the bills and uh, and reinvesting into what we do here. <laughs> so uh, don't look at me like that, Christina. <laughs> you get your money too, all right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I went on tour. I did this diet and I'm back on it and uh, kind of a rough start, but we're, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't eat today very much. I ate pizza. <laughs> cauliflower pizza. Yeah, cauliflower pizza, which is not a real good start. You're not supposed to eat four pieces of the cauliflower, even if it's small. Yeah, you're supposed to eat two. Literally, like, the cauliflower pizza is so small, like, one piece of a regular piece of pizza would fit all four of those in yeah. it. You know, you could fit four of those Yeah, pieces. but you can't think of it like that, Alex. It's one piece. Two is enough. One. Two. <laughs> two is enough. Yeah, starved to death. Anyway. Also, um, I've been doing some things on the outskirts with other people. Um, I hung out with the Splattercast this past week, and we had a really great time talking about Carnosaur 2. We did sort of like an MST3K uh, movie watch where we watched it all together, and then they he kind of like they they edited the good bits together. Mm-hmm. You know, and put it into like a 30 minute video. It was good. It's really good. And I'm, I think they did an excellent job on the work. These are really nice guys. I highly recommend you check them out. You know me. I like to, to, to help other places out that are, you know, real passionate about this kind of stuff. And you can tell they're real passionate. They love this stuff and they'd be doing it anyway, even if they never made a penny. You know, so forget the bloody good film pod. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about them too goddamn much anyway. They're like our number one friends or something. You know, we got terrible terror podcasts. We got all these other ones. But Splattercast is the new one, guys. And you got to give them some love. Follow their channel. They do a lot of work on the side of like, you know, talking about movies that are coming out. They're doing this MST3K sort of called Splattercast Sin, Sin or, you know, movie watch which was just mm-hmm. fun i hope they have me on again because i could do that every week literally <laughs> i could do that every friday uh-huh. and just have i need that kind of stuff in my life it, it put me in a great mood yeah it did you know and what did you you watched it right yeah it was really good it was entertaining so but we got that what else is going on you did an interview oh that's right i did do a spoonful of sugar the interview with the writer, director, and producer, which was really fantastic. They were like super awesome. The writer hit me up in the review I did 
and uh, named Leah, and she's super cool, man. Like, that interview was really cool because, like, we really dug in there. It's a little bit on the spoilery side, so I highly recommend you check out the movie on Shutter first. Mm-hmm. It's up there now. It's one of the new movies that they just put out. I really enjoyed it. It made a hell of a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And in, in that interview, you find out that <laughs> that, that was his intention. <laughs> and, <laughs> and not only that, that the writer did actually work with the CIA to find serial killers. So oh, wow. super cool stuff in that in an interview. So check all of that shit out. Okay. Because, um, yeah, because I love you. Daddy loves you. Okay. <laughs> and mommy loves you too. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Christina didn't get to do any of that with me. And I would love no. her to do it, but she's too busy. I'm busy. She's too fucking busy. I got to sleep, Alex. I got to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, man, this, I just got to say, like, this has been an interesting run of a franchise. I went into it. I op- I was open about it. Remember, I said I was going to be open about watching these movies again. I wasn't going to pick on it. Mm-hmm. I've changed. There's a lot of things that have changed in me since since I first had my first opinions. You know, you have an opinion back in the 90s. It's going to change in a 20-year period. Yeah, you, know you I mean? grow. You grow up. Right. Like, you should I, change. I watched part four and, like, years ago, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. But I haven't. I think since. I just, I yeah. kind of, like, half-ass watched it. Right. Just had it on in the background because I didn't care mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, yeah. kicking yourself now, aren't you? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, calm your fuck slow your roll. <laughs> Maybe I'll hate these new movies. You don't know. They, I know. They don't know. I know. You don't know. Yeah, I do. You don't know me. <laughs> I'm sorry. She does. She knows me better than anybody, actually. <laughs> Even better than my mom, I think, at this point. She's like, I am your mom. Okay? Pretty much. Clean up the dishes. <laughs> anyway guys so i think it might be that time what time is it it's scream franchise time motherfuckers woohoo we're drinking energy drinks no i'm kidding yeah we're not doing the horror shots again today but when we return we'll have a new shot with new movies that we're going to be doing so okay um i've got a lot of plans i'm really trying to like organize them right now guys so just keep that in mind uh before we jump into the scream five and six but yeah, just know I got a lot of plans. I'm not sure how we're going to organize it. If I'm going to put, I want to do Hong Kong horror movies really bad. And I've even tried to organize, like, I guess, sit down at the house with some close friends. Like, that's that how will, much I want to see it. That will be on YouTube, though. You're right. That well, YouTube. that's what I'm trying to figure out because I got two cat movies coming in the mail. Okay. That I bought on DVD. And they're the rare versions, you know, like, that not many people have, you know. I had to have them. <laughs> Yay. But yeah, the plan is to do some of that on YouTube. But anyway, let's get into our flesh and potatoes of Scream 5 from 2022 and Scream 6 from 2023. Technically, Scream is just Scream Part 5. But well, you know, there's a reason we'll get into it. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Christina. Okay, we got some Scream 5. 
No, Scream. We got some Scream, <laughs> a.k.a. Scream 5 there you go. from 2022. 25 years after a streak of brutal murder shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, <gasps> a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. God damn. <laughs> Tagline. You're a piece of shit. No, no that's kidding. not it. <laughs> The killer is on this poster. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know okay. how I feel about that. <laughs> a little too much. I'm kind of, it's kind of funny they actually had taglines listed because yeah. usually newer movies don't do that anymore. Mm. Okay, so we got two directors on this film. They're a directing duo. Yeah. It is Bat Bettinetti. You want me to say it? Yes. I'm going to redo that <laughs> yeah, all again. Never mind. Just, just say it. Okay. Matt Bettinelli open and... Tyler Gillett. And they did Ready or Not from 2019. Which was a big success for them. Mm-hmm. They did a segment in VHS called 103198. Right. They also did Devil's Do, Do Devil's Do from 2014. Uh, the, the Southbound. Was it Devil's Squeak Do? Or which... <laughs> no, that's what I'm laughing at. Marie needs attention. Hey, get over here, you little shit. Murder that toy. We're going to make you part of Scream 7, you motherfucker. <laughs> Just kidding. Here Do you like scary movies, you son of a bitch? Okay, they did a they did a segment in the Southbound uh, thing, and it was called The Way In, The Way Out. Of course, they also, did, they also directed Scream 6, and they directed the coming soon movie, Escape from New York. <gasps> that might be cool, man. Yeah. Murray, I feel bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I do. I feel bad when I say shit like that because I think it's funny because he has no idea what I'm saying. You want to pass your little head in, you know? And then I'm like, oh. What the fuck is this? This is what he was. He's got a cracker bag. Ah! Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. Right. Uh, James wrote Murder Mystery from 2019. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man of uh, the first one and the second one, and he also wrote Independence Day Resurgence, and he <sighs> wrote he and he wrote Scream Six. Right, but that Sir Resurgence was bad. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Guy Busick wrote Ready or Not. Uh, he also wrote Stand Stand Against Evil, the show. A bunch of episodes, three, I think. Yeah, and then a bunch, and then a bunch of the first season of Castle Rock, and. Coming soon, Final Destination 6. Holy shit. Yep. What, did it say a date? No. It didn't say a it date. Didn't did you say look? It didn't say a date. I did look. It okay. just said, it said, oh, it said 2023, so it's probably the end of the year. Okay, so we're going to have to get on that. We're going to have that to get up. on that. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, again, we have ne- ne- Nev Campbell, who plays Sydney, Courtney Cox, who plays Gail, David Arquette, who plays Dewey, uh, Marley Shelton, who plays Judy. Sheriff Judy in this. And we have Melissa Barrera, who plays Sam Carpenter. She was in Bed Rest from 2022, the TV show In the Heights, and a bunch of shows in Mexico. Mm-hmm. We have She's going to be an action star, I'm telling you. Definitely. We have Jack Quaid, who plays Richie. We know him from The Boys. Yeah. He was also in The Hunger Games. He was also in Tragedy Girls from 2017. I like that movie. And Rampage, the... Rampage was the uh, Godzilla movie? Yeah, well. Or uh, King Kong? Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. Yeah, that with movie. CGI things around him. That movie. He was in that. 
And then, of course, we have Jennifer Ortega, who plays Tara Carpenter. Of course, she's Wednesday. She also played Lorraine in X. Mm. She was also in Studio oh, 666. I didn't realize that. I know. I didn't either. I totally... That's because that was the first time I ever saw her. Yep. Yep. Holy but shit. But she was in Studio 666 as well. She was also in The Babysitter Killer Queen. Yeah. Uh, she that's was, where I first heard of her. Yeah. Because she was a love interest in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, her acting in that with the guy did not work. No. It didn't seem believable. Yeah, it didn't seem believable. Uh, she was also in Iron Man 3. She played the president's daughter when okay. she was a kid. A little kid, I mean. We also have Dylan M- Minette, who plays Wes. He was in Let Me In from 2010 and Don't Breathe from 2016. Right. The guy with the mustache, the weird guy in that movie. I so think he, so, is he, yeah. Is he like the guy that's like stalking that girl in this movie? I think so. Okay. Wait, wh- wait, wait, wait. The redneck guy who's like... Are you talking about, the, about, are you talking about Scream? Yes. No, Wes was the... the 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 kid who knew about all the movies. I gotta look him up. I can't. This is too much. Really? I'm confused. Oh, he's the Wes. deputy. That's he's right. He's the deputy son. He's the deputy son, or not the deputy? <laughs> the sheriff, because yeah, she's, sheriff. He's, she's, she's the sheriff, sheriff in now. This movie. Anyway, we have Jasmine Savory. We have Jasmine Savory Brown, who plays Mindy. She's in Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. new season, the last Sunday of March, and then uh, the she new was. Movie. No, the, sh- the oh, no, new, new season. The, the one you're going to mention is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, and then she was also missing from 2023, which right. came out in January. Yeah. Uh, we also have Mason Gooding. Wait, Missing came out in January? Yeah. I thought it just came out last month. I don't I thought it was January. No, it just came out. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Well, it just came out. We also have Mason Gooding, who plays Chad Meeks Martin, uh, whose dad is Cuba Gro- Gooding Jr. Oh, wow. He was in Booksmart. Um, from 2019, he was in Moonshot from 2022 and Fall from 2022. Lots of movies in 2022. Okay, the budget on this movie was $24 million. Mm-hmm. It grossed $81 million. Opening weekend. And opening weekend was $30 million. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because when the next movie's kind of going to be interesting to talk about because... Uh, they've actually already gotten the numbers back for opening weekend. Yeah. But anyway, what did you think about Scream 5? So, Scream 5 is a brand new re-sort of uh, extending of the Scream franchise. It is a not a reboot. It is considered a requel in the movie, and they make fun of that multiple times. That's the theme of this movie, as whereas the fourth movie was a remake or a reboot. And they wanted to change things around in the movie. So this one is all about requels. And, you know, at first I I was kind of like, you know, that's not as current as I would like because we've been dealing with retconning, you know. So I thought they kind of had a missed opportunity there. But maybe that'll be the future iterations or whatever is retcons. I've never even heard where they cut out the past, you know, movies like retconning is where Halloween. Remember Halloween, the original movie? Right. The new trilogy that's out now. Oh, and they cut out cut the out one, part two, two all the way to the end. Oh, but they didn't do that because Judy was in the movie. Right. But I'm just saying we may have that yet to see oh, uh-huh. is retconning in the Scream franchise if this continues. I would highly recommend that they do that because that's what Scream's all about. Right. <laughs> anyway, this one's a far more serious, more, much more dire, much more darker uh, tone. It is written by different people, of course. And I think, honestly, 
they are doing a really good job. Like these guys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've made it interesting again. Now, I'm going to tell you this. There's going to be people that don't like this newer one because it's not the same satirical type of movie. Long term fans of Scream franchise who never had an issue with any of the movies or loved the whole franchise as a whole are might not like this movie because it is a different tone. Me personally, I think this is a step in the right direction for me. It's much more modern. It feels much more fresh. It still has some of that comedy and camaraderie between everything. It still has the rules, but it is much more brutal and it is much more serious. Four and five are definitely some of the more brutal movies in the entire franchise. There is a lot of fucking gore and blood and just unyielding stabbing that goes on in this movie. So I really like this one in particular. I wouldn't say that it is the best sequel in the franchise, but it is a damn good sequel in the franchise. I think some of the new characters really kind of play into it. Although I did spot, uh, I kind of called the killer on both this one and the next movie pretty quick. We both got this one right. Yeah. We'll talk about it in the We'll get into the spoilers. But yeah, I guess some of the stuff a little bit more. To be honest, like a lot of the franchise before this have kind of seemed so obligatory and weird as to who the killer is, honestly, because it's just like it doesn't make any sense because none of the motives, including this movie, make any goddamn sense to me. Everybody gets hurt in the most graphic, disturbing, fucked up ways, and some of them survive. And you're like, what? How? But that's just part of Scream's, you know, charm. Because it's more about the twisty nature of the script than it is any kind of reality type type thing. But this movie leans heavier on the reality side, even if it still follows some of the silly rules about people getting mortally wounded or, you know surviving something that they normally wouldn't mm-hmm. you know what i mean so um i do like the newer cast but i don't think this was the movie to do it for them it felt awkward in that way that you would see like jim carrey acting serious for the first time do you see what i'm saying like if you've watched nothing but ace detective and all those silly movies that he did back in the day oh. and then you watch eternal sunshine of a spotless mind it's going to be very jarring for you but there's still humor in it. I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying there is that air of acceptance that people as viewers who have been watching this franchise are going to have a hard time stomaching a little bit if they're fans of the franchise. And that's just going to happen naturally. But Mm -hmm. I think this has been long enough that it's time for some fresh new faces. And I think these are good actors and they all work together fairly well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, I feel like, has a little bit of pacing issues, but it is still enjoyable to watch. It's still fun to kind of experience in a way, in that scream nature way. It's a mix of the new world and the old world, I think, in, in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, maybe some people are a little sad that, you know, the legacy characters like Sydney and Gail and all these other people and, and Dewey and shit like that aren't, you know as omnipresent as they are. Although Dewey, I feel like is really, I liked his character in this movie because he he has more, um, he's like down on his luck. Right. Like there's more to his character in this. It's it's like all of them are a little, you know, downtrodden a little bit, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's been some serious shit going on in their lives. 
Right. So it's not all fucking jokes and humor like all the Scream franchise. Right. I mean, how many times can you go through shit like that and not be affected? Right. Exactly. That's, <laughs> I think that's a point, too. Well, right. But that's also in a reality point. Like once that's why Scream gets away with so much is because it's kind of making fun of all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it can get away with doing that kind of stuff. It can get away with mortally wounding somebody and someone's still surviving because right. it's Scream. So you can't really get mad at it for that. Mm-hmm. And you can't compare it to other movies for that reason, because it lives in this weird safe space that you can't really you can judge it based on your own level of entertainment or what you like about horror movies. But you can't judge it from its own mythos mm-hmm. and say, well, I don't like that they do that because that is a staple of screen. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just like the motives of these killers, none of them make fucking sense to me. <laughs> None of them make sense. But that's, they're not supposed to. Right, but you see what I'm saying? It's its in that space where it can safely give you the middle finger and be like, you can't touch me. <laughs> you know, I'm just right. being, trying to be overly critical about situations to be more nuanced about my review so it's not just sucking its dick. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to point out things that you don't like about it as well. Right. You know, but. It is the Scream franchise. If you're not into the Scream franchise and you've made it this far to the fifth movie, maybe chill out a little bit. It's not going to fucking be for everybody. I get it. But you've accepted all of these other flaws from all these other fucking movies. You can't hold it against it for doing something different and still being off guard, you know, off bounds, out of bounds for you to touch, in other words. Mm -hmm. So I feel like some of the criticisms I hear about these movies, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just not for you, but I just think it's weird when people go, oh, the motive in this one was bad. So I'm just going to have to mark this one down. It's like, (laughs) I saw someone say that and I'm like, all of them are bad. (laughs) The beginnings are great. The endings are shit for the most part. I mean, other than the like, you know, if, if you've seen the old movies, a lot of gunshots to the head, which are very. I don't know what it is about those, but when they say that last line and shoot him in the fucking head, it is something. It's like, it's like coming. I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, this movie is very different, um, but also kind of part of the old franchise. And I think it's a it's a nice torch passing to new writers to give it new life. And Kevin Williamson is the producer on it. So. You know, he was the original writer and even he is a fan of the new writing. Mm -hmm. So, but is it as good as the next movie? I guess we'll find out. What about you, Christina? What did you think of Scream? Oh, what's your score? My score is probably a 7.5. Oh, okay. Out of 10, which matches part four. Oh, okay. It's very close. Right. Like, I think I said 7.5, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And it's very close. It is so close. It's like, it's good for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love the brutality in this film and that really, you know, even four was pretty brutal, but this one just felt more impactful. Like Mm -hmm. the kills felt like more realistic and it just felt raw. And I like that about that one. While the other one's a little bit more silly with a lot of blood, like comically overdoing the blood, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. that red color that doesn't even look real. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like caro syrup. You can tell kind of <laughs> red. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, 7.5 out of 10, I think, you know, it, you know, it, like 
the fourth and the fifth could be sevens or 7.5s to me, but they're both, I mean, it is such a fucking nut hair close to each other. I don't know what to think yet. Did you say nut hair? Yeah, that's what they say. Oh it's a God. saying. You've that's, never heard anybody no, say that? that's disgusting. Right. You just say hair. No, it's a nut it's a hair. hair. No, okay. all right. <laughs> it's a hair. All right. Anyway, so I thought it was really good. I thought just, I thought just like you, it was it was more bloody. There were more kills. The story was good. I liked the sisters. Okay. Team. I liked uh, the friend group with the friend group, but the you know the parents are around. Right. You know. Um, I like how modern it is, too. Yeah, it's very modern with the cell phones and the technology and then posted on Facebook or God, so much Instagram. has changed. Yeah. Even between uh, the last movie and this movie. It's, and again, it's been another 10 years. So, again, shit has changed, you know, again. Right. But I like how they, you know, I like how they they brought back Sydney with she's her like cousin is she has like a younger cousin with a friend and then her aunt like so they kind of weaved more family into it i liked uh how they uh gail and dewey are back in this too i liked how all the friends started like questioning each other like nobody trusts anybody and all the tension in it and stuff right um but you know i didn't like there there was some parts which were kind of weird there was like hallucinations going on that's all i'll say which I didn't like, I didn't get, but now I, I think I get more now than I think about it. But at first I thought it was like really stupid. I didn't, I was like, oh my God, that's dumb. Um, And then, you know, some of the characters who got killed, I, I did not appreciate that, you know, <laughs> which we'll talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of the but, idea is to kill characters that you wouldn't want to be killed because then it makes it fresh. Yeah, I understand that's that. That's what a requel but, does too, by the way. sometimes you need to keep them in there, okay? All right. Okay. So I gave you gotta it, keep it fresh. So I gave this a. Uh, this is the first time I, I'm using the points because uh, since th- there's like six movies and I, I'm trying to like keep it consistent. Sure, sure whatever, Christine. So Use I had to give points. it. I had to give it an eight point five. Really? Out of ten. Wow, yeah, you really liked it. I did. I I really did like this a lot. What did you give the first one? The first one I a gave nine? a nine. Second one, I gave a seven. Okay, calm down. We don't need to get your your whole list yet. Save that for the end. Okay, it's there. Um, we got it. Can we get into the spoilers, please? <laughs> so yeah, so you gave it an eight point five. I get a seven point five. So it's an eight out of ten from both of us. Which is, I mean, I'm pretty close to an eight on that one. But it's it. There's just a few things that really kind of, I don't know, grind your it, gears. It just felt like the characters. They worked well together, better than a lot of the other movies in some regards, but like the more believable, but I don't know. I just don't think it was fully realized yet. And that impact from all these new characters and just getting used to them just didn't feel, it felt a little different. So, but yeah, we are going to get into some of the spoilers. So if you don't want anything spoiled about this, it's just some of the spoiler trivia talk. I'm not going to get too heavy handed on it. Like I did the other ones, like I mentioned before. So you can watch this movie, by the way, on Paramount Plus. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So, before his death, obviously, because Wes Craven died in 2015, he revealed in 2011 that he had been hired to work on the fifth and sixth edition of the Scream franchise, which we kind of talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So, this was all a foregone conclusion that they were going to be doing all of these. But, of course, his untimely death pushed that date way ahead mm-hmm. by a decade. Mm-hmm. So Spyglass Media Group had to also secure the rights to the Fun World mask 
Ah. In order to reuse it again because it had been that long. Wow. So when they were uh, when they were asked in a uh, 2020 interview in August to Fab interview who he would like to see killed in the opening scene for the film, David Arquette said Logan Paul or his brother Jake Paul. <laughs> Jokingly, because he didn't know he, he didn't say he didn't even feel right picking them. But yeah, I would have liked to see. I think a lot of people would have liked to see that though. <laughs> Because <laughs> a lot of people oh, don't get, like Logan yeah, Paul. Watch him get killed. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang him in a forest or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> hang him like fucking that Drew Barrymore. Would, that would be funny. And then have everybody shoot video of him in the movie. They're kind of irrelevant now, though. So No, they're doing the boxing thing. So they're still uh, getting paid millions of dollars yeah, but for one event, Christina. I'm just saying. They've just realized that. They can churn money off of their dislikes. Right. Because everybody wants to see them get their shit kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. But they just won't go away like a shit stain in your underwear. You just got to buy new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, so uh, the new cast members have all stated that the radio silence was extremely secretive about the true ending of this film during production to the point where none of the cast even knew the final outcome. So they all like kind of learned it. But this was likely done, obviously, because of the leaks that happened in Scream 2 mm-hmm. and uh, also happened for Scream 6 just recently. Oh, I didn't know that. I think people spoiled it for both of these movies. And whoever you are that do that, you're douches, man. Like, like seriously, like. Well, just don't read it. No, it's like, not. Saw... No, they're Christina, what they're doing, they're not like going, hey, here's the information if you'd like to know. They're putting it in pe- these trolls will literally just put it in people's faces as much as they possibly can to ruin the movie experience for people because they don't like the franchise. Oh, okay. That's what they're doing. A lot of them. And they're fucking idiots. And, and if you're not, and if you are a fan, you're obviously not a big fan if you're ruining it for other people. So fuck you. But no, I hate when people spoil shit like that. I it just it grinds my gears. Like I have, I would leave. I would not listen to a podcast if they kept doing that, or if you know someone ruined it for me and thought it was funny. Because mm-hmm. like I almost read who the killer was for the sixth one accidentally because some troll fucking posted it. Oh, in one of the groups, and I'm sure they got banned for it. But you know, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Some of the copies of the movie of this movie included a pre-show clip of Ghostface warning the audience against revealing the ending to others, threatening that we take spoilersly we take spoilers dead seriously. Do you like scary movies? <laughs> By the way, um Roger Jackson is his name. Roger Jackson obviously did the voice of Ghostface. I just want to mention him because I feel like we don't talk about him enough, right. and he's a very big staple of the the franchise yeah exactly and like roger jackson he's a a really famous like you know voice actor he's done a lot of different things he might not have done all the biggest roles but if it weren't for him he would not scream i don't know if it would be be it's so iconic it's funny too because some of the other characters who have never spoken to him on the phone (laughs) automatically know who he is (laughs) which is kind of like like reality breaking i think you know (laughs) Um, but yeah, his voice is very iconic. And if someone were to call me like that, I would know something is up. Could you imagine like calling to make a doctor's appointment? Yeah. Like in this movie, <laughs> they, Tara gets a call from him. Right. And he's talking in his normal voice, uh, kind of in a like shy kind of voice where he's like, 
oh, is Christina there? Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, this is her friend from group. I mean, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. And she was like, oh, well, I could leave her the message if you tell me what kind of group we're talking about. Is it AA and A? You know, and it's like, but then he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said too much. I said too much. You know, but she does talk about you. And it sounds like she's right about you. Oh, she does talk about me. What does she say? And he's like, well, she says that she's really proud that she introduced you into horror movies and that you love horror movies so much. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> and it's like, come on, dog. You know, like if someone called me up on the phone yeah. and said that dumb shit. The opening to this one, too, was pretty weak. It was a really weak opening, uh, I thought. I mean, it was brutal. Well, yeah, but I it's just... You know, I like it when the, when it's kind of like the other. It's not like the other movies where it's kind of like, okay. a, you know what I mean? I a, guess. Somebody automatically gets killed right well, off the bat. Well, especially like because the girl lives. Yeah. That's probably why you feel yeah. that way is that she didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I just said it was weak. It was Jenna Ortega is not going to die because she's part of the franchise now. Right. Just like the other girl. What's her name? Uh, her name is Melissa Barrera. Barrera. Yeah. Who a lot of people didn't like. And I'll be honest, in this movie, I didn't really like her character all that much. But she might redeem herself. Maybe. But we won't talk about that yet. But yeah, I think a lot of people had an issue with her character in particular. But you have to be a little bit more understanding of her role in this movie. It is to make her be suspicious. It is to make her be one of the characters that might be the killer. And that's why they did that. Right. That's why she's so despondent and she's wounded and she's dealing with a lot of mental stuff going on, you know, with her dad being Billy Loomis and it's really affected her and she's sort of got a piece of him in her. And, you know, that that is kind of silly in the movie a little bit. But I think they played it. They overplayed it in this one a little bit too much. See, with those goddamn hallucinations, which I thought was so stupid. But it's interesting to see, you know, Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. And, and that's there's just a, it's just an artistic way to make her visualize what she's thinking about right you know what i mean like right. there's other ways to do or it they're trying to make her like she's schizophrenic or something too right which i kind of like i kind of like the idea that she's not all together yeah that the hero is not all together because right. that's one thing i don't like about sydney's character in these movies right she's two together yeah she's perfect right the only movie that she wasn't what was it part two yeah yeah because she's not hiding a, away and that didn't feel authentic no. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that bothered me too. But, but it wasn't because, I don't know if it's because of how she played it or how she was written, but all of it just kind of just didn't feel right. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, like seeing Sydney in this movie return, it's cool. I really don't, I think, feel, I feel like Gail's a bigger part of the whole franchise in some way because she's the schemey, she's realistic, uh, you nosy know, reporter. Bitch. Yeah. She's nosy bitch. <laughs> Which, you know, makes sense in this movie in a way, you know, but yeah, because she's got to get the story no matter what. Sydney was good in this movie, but I'm not as big a fan of her in this franchise as a lot of people are. Right. And for her to be the supposed Heather Langenkamp of the franchise or the uh, Laurie Strode of the franchise, you know, the mixture of the two, whatever people want to say. I don't know. I just I don't know. It was nice to see newer characters and them not to be, to be so much in the mix all the time. Right, right. You know, they're they're there, but they're kind of like, time to make the donuts. You know, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, they're, they're yeah. there when they need to be there. 
Yeah. Now, did you like how they they pretty much incorporated all the old characters in here, like Randy's uh, niece and nephew are are yes, two of the yes. teenagers, and then uh, uh, Sydney's is cousin. Right. I can explain and, that, by the way. The um about the I got a little bit of trivia on that, so I don't want to skip over it. We find out that Mindy and Chad are Randy's Randy, the rules guy from the first two movies and the third one on videotape. Uh, were you know they're the the his sister's niece and nephew, right? And uh, his sister's kids. Yeah, the Chad kid's more of a jockey guy, and the girl is very much like Randy, mm-hmm. mouthy, out of control, a little bit more confident, in fact. Than Randy was and knows knows her movies. I think I think Mindy's a really good addition to the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think she's exactly what we needed from we needed like a sassy Randy, mm-hmm. and she's kind of that. I like her in, right. in this franchise. Chad, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I didn't really like his character in this particular movie that much. He was just kind of a throwaway character for me. Mm-hmm. Richie in this movie was nice to see because I like the boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, the actor. But, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, we find out. Yeah, he's the killer. He's the killer, which I totally called yeah. from the get. Oh, because he had no idea about the Stab movies. No right. idea. Yeah, well, that, that wasn't why I guessed it. I guessed it because of what Dewey said. And when I watched oh, yeah, yeah. when I watched this movie, and I've watched all these movies, there have been specific times that these movies will say something that is so out in the open that you just don't connect the two points. Mm-hmm. And Dewey said something, never trust your significant. Right, ever. Ever. And that's when I was like, yeah, he's definitely a suspect, huh? Mm-hmm. And they kept trying to prove that he wasn't by doing certain things. So that's why I was like, okay, maybe he is. Mm-hmm. But what sold it for me, and this, I don't think anybody's pointed this out. And I, I am such a weirdo with this kind of stuff sometimes. Specifically, there's a moment in the movie, and I can't remember if it's Tara or Sam, that hits him in the back of the head with the oh. fucking cord phone. And he goes, ow, what the fuck? The landline. And that's a fucking moment in the first movie where Stu gets hit in the back of the head by Loomis. It was Sam. It was Sam. Mm -hmm. Because he gets hit in the back of the head by Billy Loomis with the phone. It was an accident in the movie, but it is one of those moments in the film that everybody loves, a happy accident that everybody always remembers. Mm -hmm. And so when Sam, the daughter of Billy Loomis, threw the phone at him and hit him in the back of the head, instantly I knew he was the killer. Because of that scene in the first movie. And I remember I freaked out. I was like, oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. And I was like, calm down. Let's I was just like, watch the I was movie, like, I please. think I'm right. And you said, who was your character that you picked? You said that was the killer right off the bat. Oh, I don't even remember. Amber. Oh, yeah, the friend. You kept saying she was. And I was She's like, too I, close. She's I, too close to the sister. We, I thought it was too obvious that she would be it because she's too angsty. She's the angriest fucking killer, the angriest killer in this entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? Yeah, she's angry because she's Sydney's cousin and she wants the fame. I guess. So she's but, angry. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, oh, she's, yeah, yeah. it's too obvious for an angry character <laughs> Right. To be a killer. Right. But because this is a, a requel, I mm-hmm. guess that's why it fit. Mm-hmm. Because all the rules were different now. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing like a hybrid sequel, requel thing. Remember? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the last one, but yeah. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, um, the motive on this. 
So stupid. Jesus. Richie. Okay. So Richie, how did he? Oh, they met on a subreddit. Him and the cousin met on a subreddit because they were obsessed with the Woodsboro. Right. No, and they were obsessed with stab movies. They were obsessed with stab movies, right? Mm -hmm. So the cousin moved into Stu's house and she's also obsessed. She's also like upset because Sydney is like famous because of the murders and she's jealous. So they met on, they got together on the subreddit and they devised a plan mm. that to kill Sydney but blame her for killing everyone else, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, they, it's not just Sydney. They take Sam and they find out that Sam oh, yeah, is Billy, Billy Loomis's, Loomis's daughter. And she's like, How did you know? And he was like, And Amber's all like, Because uh, your mom's a whore. <laughs> she, yeah, because your mom's a fucking drunk. And I'm like, Jesus, calm down. The Prescott mom just gets shit on. Like, dude, they just shit all over. Just because she's dead doesn't mean you can do that. You know, like, even if she's a fake character, like, calm down. Dude, no, that mom isn't dead. That mom was in London. Remember? No, I'm talking about the. Or are you talking about Sydney Prescott? Sydney's mom. That's what they're talking about. Oh, she was talking about the sister. Yeah, because that's Billy Loomis's daughter. And uh, her mom, who is Tara and Sam's mom. Was bragging about it on the internet or something. No, she was drunk at the bar. She was drunk at the bar That's running right. her mouth. There's a lot of info dumping right there, so I'm Yeah, sorry. it really is. It's it's too much, like, honestly. Like, but that's how devised the story is. It really is detailed, like, and, and there's not really that many plot holes. Well, other than the motives, of course, because <laughs> well, he wants to make a better movie, and he says, I quote... Yeah. Uh, hold on. He said that this is okay. Richie explains that this is the new his new movie. He's like, someone has to save the franchise, and no one's made a good movie since the first one. Not really. Which I was like, oh my god, that's so great. <laughs> but four, he's wrong because, and that's probably why he says not really. Right, because of four. Because of four. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, even though that didn't do that great. It's still an okay movie. Mm-hmm. Like, some people didn't like it, but a lot of people actually thought it was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he's like, we had to bring back the legacy characters, you know, <laughs> because who are we going to, you know, what what a great way to cash in on a fucking sequel or something like that. But this isn't going to be your run-of-the-mill cash-in sequel. Anyone can die in a requel. And so, of course, they're like, you know, talking Anybody about... Anybody could die. Yeah. So it's just, you know, there's a lot of, like funny stuff towards the end when everybody's revealing it they do a lot to run with it they like characters one character reveals themselves amber right off the bat yeah which i loved her reveal which was really kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, where they shoot that girl in the head oh yeah oh yeah they're <laughs> standing in the room yeah dude i was like damn <laughs> i was like that's fucked up um she was like welcome to the third act and shoots her in the head <laughs> She's like, I'm not the fucking killer, guys. And she's like, I know. Welcome to the third act. Bam! Shoots her right in the fucking head. I'm like, damn, dude. Uh, But then, you know, Richie's part of it, but he scatters and plays along for a really long time until he comes up and stabs Sam in the side. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God you're alive so I can kill you. <laughs> ah. But their deaths are pretty fucking crazy. I love the... Uh, the deputy's death and the son's death. Oh my God, death. that whole scene with the house when 
she she's driving to the house. That was a good scene. It really was. Uh, she went to go get food, and he went upstairs to take a shower. The son did. Right. And then she, uh, uh, Judy gets a call on her phone, and you know, of course, she's going to get face. sushi. Yeah, it, it's Ghostface, and you know, it's all talking to her. Is like, well, he's like, do you like scary movies? She's like, well, I'm kind of a <laughs> romantic comedy person. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, the ghost face reveals that, you know, that you, my, your son's in the shower and then they do the whole psycho scene again. Right. Which was the shot by shot from the first scream and then this, the the from stab from scream two. Which I think that's why he had really oddly blonde hair because of the whole association. Yeah, yeah with psycho. Right. Totally, totally. Because I, I was like, that hair looks like it's 2000s. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's totally 2000s, but but like that isn't in style again. So Right, exactly. Th- it had to have been because since he was doing the psycho scene, like they had, you know. Anyway, but that whole scene was really cool because the mom's calling him while he's in the shower and then she runs up to the house and Ghostface just comes out and just stabs her. Like right in the stomach and right. then stabs her in the throat a bunch of times. So she's just like laying in the front yard. She does but, the same to him. But I don't understand it. So he so, stabs him in the neck. Ghostface stabs him in the neck. Yeah. And that's a brutal looking fucking knife. Yeah. Wound, dude. It, it it's looks CGI, really cool. but it still looked cool. It did. What I didn't understand. Here's a plot hole, though, is she called the cops to go to her house like while she was driving there. And the cops like never showed up. It took him like 15 fucking minutes. Whereas Dewey showed up with the mask on the front porch. Exactly. Like within two seconds. Woodsboro's gone downhill, let me tell you. Totally. That was a really cool scene. And I hate it. I did. I did not like the scene when Dewey died. Yeah. Well, of course. It's like. It's sad. You know, it's like watching Han Solo die. You know what I mean? I feel like the character was purposely killed off because of Courtney Cox. Because they got divorced, yeah. and she didn't want him in any more of the movies because she knew the fucking they should movie have played was going to continue like, on. They should have played Snow Patrol over his death scene, <laughs> just to really nail it in, because she's married to the lead singer. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> horrible. You know, you know, it's funny, they, there is a little bit of trivia on that. They, they That scene um, where they kind of have to reunite and stuff uh, was, you know, a big Big, the meeting between the two of them again mm-hmm. led to a lot of tears, apparently, as the two actors, Aww. they've been, you know, they'd been married and divorced in real life and they worked through the scene together. She, she's, one of them said, um, I remember they told us after one particular take, uh, James Vanderbilt said this. He said, I remember when they told us after one particular take, OK, that one was definitely not for the movie. That was for us. Oh, we'll get to that one. That's for. Yeah. We'll get to the one that's the, for, for the, the movie, movie yeah. later. Okay. So they were working through some stuff. Yeah, I bet. And they also had to do prom- they had to do promo for this movie together. And literally, uh, I I sent you one of the TikToks, but the, uh, it's one of the other actors, and then they they both sat in between the other actor, and I just thought it was weird. Well, I didn't like that. And you know, his life kind of went spiraling out of control after it a little bit too. Mm-hmm. His career kind of went weird, and then he became yeah. like he had this midlife crisis where he wanted to be a wrestler, and he started. Oh, that's right. He, he was acting very different than you would remember Dewey, or you know, his the actor itself. Right. He was just like getting weird, you know. Well, he got <laughs> and and he and a lot do. of people loved to hate him in the in the wrestling scene as well. Oh yeah. So it was like kind of like I think that was his way of kind of like getting through the trauma. Mm-hmm. because he's not he felt unliked or unwanted 
maybe by Courtney oh, Cox. Oh, we're getting all sad. No, now, Courtney but, uh, Cox is a fucking bitch, though. But, but I'm just saying, like, she I, is a cunt. I really think that <laughs> he was going through something with that, and I, I don't know. I'm just this is just me theorizing. It's none of my business. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it seems kind of uncanny that all yeah. this stuff unfolded after they split up. Yeah, exactly. And, and then in 2019, he stopped his wrestling career, and then you know went back to acting. Mm-hmm. So right. Um, because so yeah, it was just, it was like, I don't know. You see all these like crazy stories about some actors and how their lives change so drastically in between. And you never really think about that because all you do is see them on the screen. You don't really know their real lives or that they're real people, mm-hmm. you know? So it's interesting, you know, but I was saying like, what if his, like the hate for his wrestling character was simpatico or sim- similar Oh, coming th- to, to his to hate, this. he felt for himself. Yeah. And he was embracing it in a way. In, in this Dewey, in this movie. Well, maybe. I don't mean Dewey, just himself as a person. Oh. You know, maybe that's how he dealt with what he felt like. Maybe she was the reason that she didn't want to be with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he took it personally. I don't know. I'm just theorizing here. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that? I mean. No. Days of but our you're lives. Get, yeah, you're getting version. a little bit too soap opera here. I don't here, know. It's just buddy. connecting the dots in my mind thinking about that, you know? Like, I don't mean to be TMZ about it. I just... I just felt bad for her, and that's all, because I know she's a fucking bitch. Well, like, I don't and know. She, she admits See, it, too. You'll he, say shit just... like that. I say what I say, <laughs> which is humanizing, and you're like, she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> and like, as if that's not fucked up to <laughs> say know, about I somebody. I know. <laughs> Well, she just got her. Uh, she just got her Walk of Fame on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and she even admitted, like in her little speech things, that she wasn't. She's not a good person. She's like, I'm not a good person, and like, they go, but my daughter is showing me blah blah blah. And then she was even saying her now husband has helped her a lot. Oh yeah, with not being a bitch. I don't know. Oh, and she also talked. Sorry, she also talked about. Oh well, go she ahead. Also no, made... no, no, no. Go ahead, TMZ. No, I, 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 I might have overstepped my <laughs> she, boundaries, but you're okay. Well, I'm more interesting. She also talked about her filler in her face and how she was like, "Yeah, sometimes when you get filler in your face, you don't realize how much you're getting, and you kind of overdo it." Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, now we've spun anyway, completely out of control. We are out of control. So the end of the movie is essentially where Richie and Amber. Uh, I loved Amber's death scene. By the way, I thought that was a really good scene. Uh, Dewey's death was violent as fuck, where he gets literally gutted. Oh, yeah, he got gutted, and it's slow and it's fucked up. Oh, and they said that he even said it's an honor to kill you. Yeah, which is kind of like you know. I don't know. Kind of made me wonder, like, where, you know, who it was. It was Amber because she said. Oh, she was such a fan. Yeah. yeah, She said in the end that she was, she gutted him or something. Anyway, so at the end, um, Amber's character, they smash. Oh, Sydney smashes a huge vial uh, or like, look, it looked like a vodka sized bottle, like one of the big ones, but it was full of hand sanitizer which is, you know, obviously for the times. Right. You know, when they were making this movie, because this movie kind of got pushed off a little bit, a little mm-hmm. delayed mm-hmm. because of the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she smashes it over her face and she's like, what the fuck, hand sanitizer? And then one of my favorite lines in the in the movie, there's a couple, but uh, that are just so shitty and so good is, hold on, I'm trying to find it. Amber and uh, Gail are fighting after she knocks Sid out. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And she's on top of Gail. And Amber's like, it's time to pass the torch. 
And Gail's like, the honor is all yours and shoots her. And she accidentally turns on the stove and then her whole face goes lit. She's on fire. That was great. And uh, as she falls in the stove, you know, and it's like, I think even Gail said, you know, you know, something about, yeah, speaking of torches or something like that, (laughs) which was kind of funny. And then the uh, whole end scene where fucking Sam is fighting Richie and he's like, they fall down the stairs and Richie's about to shoot Sam and see, she sees her dad in the mirror smiling. And he's like, yes, yes, do it. And Richie is like, what? what?" She's like, I'm introducing a new rule. And he's like, oh yeah, what would that be? And she's like, never fuck with the daughter of the serial killer. (laughs) And stabs the shit out of him though. That's what I like. Psycho. She went fucking psycho 22 times we find out later. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, efficiently, too. Mm-hmm. Just angry and efficient. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's efficient 22 times, really. <laughs> efficient would be one time. But then she's like, she's like, he's like, what about my ending? And she's like, here it comes and cuts his throat, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Sam's a fucking brutal fucking killer dude <laughs> she's enjoying the shit out of that and then sydney and gail come out on either side of him we're like yep you gotta do what you gotta do you know kind of thing and and, and sydney's like yeah you, you gotta shoot him in the head or they they get back up again and she, she grabs gail's gun shoots him twice in the chest and once in the head and it's like jesus christ but yeah Everybody, Mindy and her brother survive. Yeah, they sh- they wheel them out at the end. Yeah, so you know that. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is that Gail got shot in the stomach. <laughs> Again. And she's sitting on the back of an ambulance. Yeah, she's like, yeah, whatever happens. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? That totally bothered me a little bit. But I'm like, up, oh, scream. You can't get mad at it. You <laughs> exactly. can't get mad because that's part of horror movies. And mm-hmm. she's just a part of, of the satirical part of horror movies. Yep. So you, that's the thing. It's in that, like I said, that safe space mm-hmm. where you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we got Scream 6 that we're going to talk about. I did the work on this one. Um, love to hear what you guys thoughts about what we had to say on this or just anything in general. We love hearing from you guys. It's just interesting to talk about these kind of things. So Scream 6 came out in 2023, just a couple of days ago. In fact, <laughs> what do you know? Uh, <laughs> so this one is the next installment the survivors of Ghostface Killers leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. New York City? <laughs> that ain't no salsa state. <laughs> you remember that fucking chorus? This is Pace. Uh, Pace Picante. New York. This is made in New York City. New, New York, York City. City. <laughs> like, what do you white people know about shit like that? You stole that shit. <laughs> America. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, anyway, um, so the tagline in this one I love: New York, new rules. <laughs> love it. It's great. That's a good one. It is good. I don't know why, but you know, the fourth one was new, new blah, new nah, right, new, nah, right. new rules, and this one's New York, new, new rules. rules. Um, I'm sorry. Directors, Matt Badalini Olpin again and Tyler Gillett. We got the writers again, same as James Vanderbilt and, of course, Guy Busick. We got, uh, you know, Williamson, of course, his characters and everything like that. And 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 he's 
obviously the producer on all this. Roger Jackson obviously returns as the Ghostface voice. We got some of the returning cast. We got Courtney Cox, Melissa Barrera. Well, Courtney Cox, Gale. Melissa Barrera is Sam Carpenter. Jenna Ortega is Tara Carpenter. Jasmine Savoy Brown is Mindy. And Mason Gooding is Chad. And we get a new cast this time with Dermot Mulroney. He plays Detective Bailey. And he was in My Best Friend's Wedding, The Young Guns, Uma, Gone in the Night, Sleepless, Insidious Chapter 3. That's woke. Yeah. So also we got Jack Champion, who plays Ethan Landry, who was in the new Avatar movies. He's in The Night Sitter, Evil Kin. We got Josh Sagara, who plays Danny the Neighbor. He was in Arrow as the as Prometheus. He was in Overboard, the remake. Sirens TV, the Electric Company TV show, and more. We also got Liana Liberato, who plays Quinn Bailey. She is in Dig, The Beach House, which is that Shutter film that I really liked that wasn't perfect, but it had some of the best atmosphere in it. Mm -hmm. It just didn't go anywhere, really. Didn't show enough. I wanted to see so much more. Mm -hmm. He's got a new movie coming out called Unheard about a deaf girl in a horror movie Uh and ghosts which is really interesting. So you guys should be on the lookout for that. That's coming out soon, by the way. And I think it's coming out like March 31st or something like that. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out on that. Um, He also, uh, Liana Liberato, who plays Quinn Bailey, was also in Dear Eleanor, Haunt, and more. We also have Devin Nakota, who plays Anika. She was in Utopia Falls TV, Sneakerella, Backstage TV, and more. We even get Tony Revolori, who plays Jason. He was in Spider-Man, The No Way Home. He's the douchebag guy that's always picking on, like, uh, Peter. He's like... I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. Well, he's kind of... He was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. He was in Dope. He was also... He's one of the kings, uh, the princes in Willow TV show, and Servant TV as the uh, assistant... Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where I recognized him yeah, from. That's what I okay, said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Samara Weaving is in this. I won't say how. She plays Laura. She was obviously in Ready or Not, Guns of Kimbo, Mayhem, The Babysitter, Asterisk is Evil Dead, and so much more. She is considered to be one of the newer scream or queens. Yeah, scream queens. Yeah. Yes. And Jenna Ortega is obviously one of the newer ones too. And so is uh, you know, Melissa Barrera. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's as popular, obviously, as Jenna Ortega. But she hasn't been in that much. Enough, yeah. Yeah. So this movie, hold on, had a budget of thirty-five million dollars. Box office budget as of today was forty-two million dollars, almost. So it's surpassing the last movie, and it's, it's the top opening screen movie out of the franchise. Yeah, but I mean, there has been some inflation, but it is surprising to see. On the heels of, you know, the big C and the pandemic and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and it bumped Creed because Creed was, I guess, number one, and it bumped that. So I it's like be, number one. This I would be weekend. curious to see if it beats uh, Halloween. Yeah, me the too. Halloween ends. Yeah. I would like for it to happen, actually, because. Because this is way better. I hate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, we're not, they didn't introduce a new character in this movie. And then, oh, wait. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So someone's going to be like, you said this about that and then this? What the heck? <laughs> like different rules, different movie, motherfucker. New York City, New York rules. <laughs> anyway, um, Christina, what are your thoughts about this uh, final film in the franchise? Well, 
I my expectations weren't that great because I didn't like the trailer. It okay. really wasn't intriguing to me. And also, Sydney's not in this movie. I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay. Because I think it's kind of well known that Sydney's not in this movie. Okay. And I was really worried about that because she's like a staple and everything. Yeah, you, you thought there was going to be problems. Yeah, I thought that... Well, because that, what it does is it puts too much weight on Gail's shoulders. Yep. Or, well, Courtney Cox, Jenna yep. Ortega, and her sister, exactly. uh, Sam, uh, Melissa Barrera. Exactly. And it's not in Woodsboro. Right. You know, which they've only done one other time when it was in Hollywood. W- they, yeah, and, and they did college. Too. But, you know, but that, yeah, was, but that Woods, was that was still it was yeah, Michigan it wo- State or something. Whatever yeah. Like it was. Yeah. It was like near or something. Anyway. Anyway, it worked out great. Okay. The writers on this are just fantastic. Okay. And even like and Gail is still there. She is. She has to be. And, and, and they weaved in her character really good. And she has to be there. She's the tag along. Right. Like she's a nosy she bitch. She comes she's out in a there. wheelchair and it's like, well, there she is. Yeah, exactly. And I love how it. <laughs> I love how it takes place in New York. I was worried about that, but I love how I love, I love all the New York stuff in it. I love how they also have another character from the past in this. Yes, she was being so careful not to say it right yeah, there. Yeah, but it, you know, in the poster, just saying. Yeah, she didn't want to say it um, because I told her not to, but yeah, just in case. But this movie is so fucking brutal. And it is so bloody. And I think this is the first. So Ghostface has always been kind of like, like he like wiggles around. And when he runs, he runs like Goofy. It's he has silly. a Goofy mascot. Yeah. Ghostface is fucking scary in this shit. He was fucking brutal. Okay. It was very, oh, it just, and oh, oh, there's the scene where he's holding his shotgun. It was fucking scary. Okay. It really was. Um, and that was the scene that a lot of people were giving it shit for in the trailer, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and it was like... They're like, what the fuck, a shotgun? Yeah, it's but, like, you know, on, we'll talk guns. about that scene, and there's a reason, you yeah. know? It, you know, they, they don't just put it in there. Anyway, so I did enjoy... They had these weird little twists in this movie. Yeah. And at, at first, I was like, oh, God, blow... You know, just like with the last movie, The Hallucinations, it's kind of the... But no... It's great. Okay. The twists were great. Um, of course, the ending. It was like, oh god, oh this is fucking. But you know, all these fucking movies that end, like when everything's revealed and the killers are revealed, it's always like, what the fuck, you know. But sure. you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. it, it if you've it made it this it... far, you should not have any issue with the endings. Exactly, and I also thought, like, I thought it was gonna go, and we talked about this. I thought it was gonna go in a completely different direction because they kind of started bringing in like almost like a cult like feeling to it okay so i thought there was going to be like this ghost face stab cult you know they kind of but anyway i think this movie is on par with the first movie and i gave it a nine out of ten wow big praise well i'm gonna shit on everybody's parade here oh whatever no you're not (laughs) (laughs) i actually really liked it a lot and i'm very surprised this is a solid, solid... This is probably my favorite sequel in the franchise, literally. Yeah. It is the most fresh. It is the most fun. It is the most violent. It is the most well-written. It is... The characters fully come together in this like they didn't in the last movie. Like, that was my issue. Is it just, just, I don't know if it was me or... It just didn't vibe as well. Like, the characters didn't vibe as well. In this movie, they make a... 
pact with each other. They call themselves a, a particular name that is really cool, which just brings the camaraderie to the front. All the new characters are, you know, suspects, but then they also make each other suspects in this movie. And like, because there's new rules, it's a sequel of a requel. And they, I just, man, I am, I was not expecting it to come together like this. The character, Sam uh, Carpenter, who is played by Melissa Barrera, loved her in this, did not like her as much in the last one, Mm -hmm. loved her in this. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, she is going to be a fucking big action star. I am telling you. Jenna Ortega's character, at first, eh, a little shaky. A little snotty. A little snotty, a little different than I remembered her, but a very realistic take on some of the trauma and things that you would expect from someone that might be in a Z generation. You know, like where they're, they've dealt with so much trauma that they just don't want to deal with trauma anymore. So, and, the, yeah. And, and so it's a, a really interesting way that they wrote this, and it's, I, I thought it was very well written that way obviously the motives of 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 the killer or killers which i never say don't make sense to me um i was getting that culty vibe as well with this movie there are some things in the movie that they really kind of kind of point you in that direction um there was a couple of nods in this movie but i was just kind of so swept up in a lot of what i was not expecting from this movie suspense yeah totally i actually was gripping my seat while I was watching this movie in about two or three different moments. Mm -hmm. And they fucking hold you there for a while. Mm -hmm. And they even do something in this movie in a very condensed setting that I thought was like amazing. It's like so aware of itself in this condensed setting that someone like they say, Oh, the killers on this cover. Well, the killers in this room. Right. And it's so good. Like, I was gripped in a couple of these moments that the scene with the shotgun, I loved. That was fantastic. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. Um, You know, all of the movies before, you know, we know who the killer's been, you know, and it's all these bumbly, clumsy fucking kids or whatever, right? Running around. Running around. (laughs) I have a knife. Like, bumping into things. (laughs) What's your scary movie? Yeah, I'm an idiot. (laughs) You know, like, this is a cold, calculated fucking killer, like, ghost face. And man, it is kind of scary. Like I actually, this is one of the first movies that I have felt any kind of, of that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, he's coming. Right. Like I have never, ever felt that way about Ghostface. And that's one of the reasons why I never liked him being put in the slasher category. One, because it's not a character, it's many characters. So it just kind of bothers me in a way. It's like, whoever wears the mask, you know, like, <laughs> oh, he's a slasher now, you know, like, yeah. um, I get it. It's Wes Craven, obviously, but this is truly the first time I've felt that way that he even belongs as, you know what I mean? In that, yeah, yeah. In that group. And I think that's, that's a good thing. Now, I understand some people are not gonna like the new direction these two movies have taken Mm -hmm. it does not have the same air about it as the first four movies okay even four was a little dire for some people Mm -hmm. it didn't have as much camaraderie there was just a lot of like bad shit happening whereas two and three are just taking the piss out of the whole fucking movie the whole fucking time specifically one too you know Mm -hmm. but it's so entertaining you know and it's the original I think this is as good as the original. Mm-hmm. And I would give this movie at least an 8 out of 10. As good as the first one, but very different. Right. Best sequel overall. Mm-hmm. 
I like the one before this, but this one is fully realized characters. The, mm-hmm. the kills in this movie are fucking brutal as fuck. The imagery in this movie is amazing. The The backdrop of New York City works in ways that I never thought it would. Right. I mean, yeah, they went to college before, so there's that element of college, mm-hmm. but it's so... V- like minor in yeah, this totally movie. Minor. It feels like you're in New York City, and I love that. The opening scene does something so different that I was immediately hooked. Oh yeah, oh I forgot to mention that. That was one of the that best. Was, that was the best opening. Yeah, and it's the best. It's well, I don't know if I. I still like the first one the best. I think that is probably the best. Yeah, yeah. But this one is second. Best. This is really good, and they do something so different with it. That you're just like, what the fuck? But again, the motives of the killers is what really just fucking grinds my ding dong into my fucking mouth. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make sense. But at this point, who fucking cares anymore? You know what I mean? As long as I had a good time and it's following its own rules at this point in some regard while adding new rules because we've changed over the decades. I think this is a great movie. And if you like the franchise at all, I think you'll like it unless you absolutely love the satire part of this. This movie's still fun. There is a lot of jokes that are in this movie, dark humor even, Mm -hmm. but it is very different from one, two, and three. So, and even four, Mm -hmm. but you know, fourth, the fifth one was a lot funnier than I expected. Yeah. But I think, like I said, they're, they're passing the torch, which they literally say in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, this movie is now the torch is in the hand. We can go wherever the fuck we want with it now. Yeah, we don't fucking need Sydney. And Kevin Williamson even said that he absolutely loved this movie. Mm -hmm. And he's the father of the franchise other than Wes Craven and him. Right. So, I mean, you know, there's something to be said about that. Is it going to be for everybody? No. I will say this. I've seen far worse franchises out there. Than all than the Scream franchise. Would, would you cons- Wouldn't you consider? I consider this like the sequel to the you know the fifth one, and this is like the like they're all connected. Yeah, I know, but they're all connected, so it's all a sequel to me. Okay. What do you go ahead? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, this is like well, I still think that these two movies could be on their own, even nah. though I know they're connected. But this is like a really good sequel. It's, it's a very good sequel. I typically, I know what you mean. I see what you're saying. And yeah, like some people like had issue with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one that was on Netflix and how they kind of brought a legacy character back from the first film. And, you know, I, I mean, they did kind of treat that as a joke a little bit. Yeah, they didn't do it. Was like, that, it, it was like the punchline of making fun of the new Halloween movies. But this, this movie is probably what they wanted to do with right. that. But, it, you know, the writing wasn't there, though. Right. It'd be interesting to see where this, I mean, after this, we're definitely going to see more Scream movies. Like Hell I yeah. can tell you. Yeah, we are. We are now fans. I, well, I'm, I'm a fan of not a ultra fan. Of. I'm an ultra fan. I'm I buying like, it on 4K. I like two of the two. I like three of the three or four of the six. <laughs> so I like half the franchise for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I would watch them again. Mm-hmm. But if I had to do our order. And we can do our order now. Okay. What's your um, order? I would say Scream the first one, Scream six, Scream five and four are so close. It's so hard for me. I'm going to go with Scream five, then Scream three. four, uh-huh. then Scream three, 
then scream two. That is exactly mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly mine. Yeah, but it's, you know, like four and five are, they, you know, they took it in new directions that I really liked. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, it's such a tiny discrepancy. It's pretty much comes down to a point five. Like a kill. No, not even like we're talking like a 10th of a point. Uh It it comes down to the kills. I like better in part five over four, Mm -hmm. but four was a really good direction. And I really liked how refreshing it was. The killers, not a big fan of didn't like them so much. Um, Didn't seem believable to me. You know what I mean? Like as far as like who they were, they would have been the tiniest killers in the whole fucking franchise. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. But anyway, yeah, those are our orders. So we got the same order. Yeah, we have the same order. How funny. One, six, five, four, three, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four is four. I, I think yeah. the I think the sec the the third movie or the third in the row would could definitely be interchangeable with four a little bit. But like I said, you know, the kills really kind of make up for the, you know, how brutal five was is really kind of like what I liked about it. Right. Sam, her character in this movie is so much oh, better. So much better. They really fully fucking fleshed her out where I was not a fan. I love the dynamic of her, what she how she is connected. And how she's dealing more. and how she's dealing with her trauma in the movie and right. how they loop that in with everything. Yeah. I mean it's a little heavy handed in some of it, but I think it's fine because it's Yeah. You know, they're dealing with tropes anyway, so it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I would say go and see this movie in the theater if you can. If you liked the fourth if you like the fifth one this is better. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like the fifth one, maybe this will be better or about the same. So I think the characters are better in this one. They 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 feel more fleshed out and like I care about more of the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the you know you, I did catch on to one of the guys in it, and there was one Easter egg in it. There was an Easter egg in this movie called from Murder Party, that underground indie film called Murder Party that the guy from. Uh, green room the green room did mm-hmm. i couldn't find the connection but it's in here guys and you'll see it when you see it that to me right there is such a bizarre easter egg i and i don't know how it fits into it i was desperately looking for it if any of you guys have any idea what it is before we get into spoilers or uh, by the way i can't wait to watch this again because i'm sure we miss things and yeah. I want to watch it at home. Right. We It definitely warrants the second viewing. That's why I didn't want to do the trivia on this one, because I couldn't take notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's too much to remember, too. Yeah. Well, it just came out, too, so. Right. But, yeah, that's pretty much it from it. Let me know if you guys know what the murder, part, murder party connection is. We're going to get into our spoiler talk and just kind of talk about what we liked and didn't didn't like and what, what they did so we can kind of go over that. We didn't do really, really any trivia about that other than, you know, Sydney didn't come back and it was a money issue. Maybe that's real. Maybe it's not. Maybe she's coming back in a sequel and we just don't know it because they mentioned, by the way, in part five that the this was Sydney's last movie. They did? Yes. Oh, okay. Which is weird, right? Because she didn't return to this one. They said, oh, Sydney's been in every single movie up until this movie until the except for the last. Right. But the last hadn't been made yet. This might not be the last, though. Right. But I'm saying as of now, it makes sense. I read because I did read because she was at the Seattle Comic-Con because they actually did a Scream reunion with like the original cast members that she was on there. And she did talk about why she wasn't in this movie. Right. She did say it it was a money 
it was a money. She they didn't want to give her. Well, and she, she was wanted. a little concerned about doing the fifth one too. Yeah. So because Wes Craven had passed away. Yeah. And she needed the script to be really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't like the script in this, and she didn't get enough. But she wasn't going to be a big part of it. Yeah, she, exactly. And we'll I, talk about. We'll get into our spoilers now because I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm going to spoil shit. So if you don't want anything spoiled, go watch the movie in the theater. Yeah, I we liked it. 8.5 out of both of us, okay? Here's your warning for spoilers. All right, so right off the bat, the killers are... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll ease into it a little bit for those stragglers that are at work and like maybe talking to their boss or filling out something on their computer. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? What? Hold on. They're like scrambling, knocking over their drink on their desk. We'll talk about the opening scene because you explain things better because it was brilliant. It is really good. And it, it deals with a character, well, a new character that we get named Laura, who is played by Samara Weaving, who looks gorgeous, by the way, in this. She's doing the typical blonde haired girl, but she has her Australian accent on in this one, by the and way. And she plays a professor of film. Yes, she is she's a, a professor of professor film. of slasher film. Slasher film. She's not. A, she's an assistant professor, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. And uh, she's out on a getting out a Tinder date, I guess, of some sort. Right. So she's waiting at a bar, and, and the he, guy's lost. And he calls. So he calls her because he's lost. Yeah, and he's like, "This is really embarrassing," and she feels like a dork too because. She's a nerd. She's a fucking nerd. She likes horror movies and not everybody does. So she's just trying to go on a date with a guy and he's like, oh, that's actually really cool. You know, that you're a film director, you know, a film uh, professor assistant, she says. And she's like really nerdy. So she's like trying to tone it back. And her character is actually pretty nuanced for like a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. You know, like she really puts her effort into this. It's not like she was in The Babysitter 2. Right. <laughs> which was just like her standing there. Like, ugh. which is funny because Jenna Ortega was in that movie as well. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, obviously she's in this movie because the Ready or Not directors did this movie. Right. And they and wanted they want her, her in it. To and kill her. <laughs> she's a scream queen. Seeing her get killed was fucking great. awesome. It was great. I don't know how she was screaming with her lungs punctured, but that is not a, a, an issue for discussion. It's movie magic, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, something I forgot to mention in my review is that how well shot these movies are. Specifically this one. This is really well shot. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is the best looking scream film yeah. Yeah. I've seen. Ever. Like, I, can, I could not believe how well it looked. And the shots and the angles and the things that they were doing in this movie, you know, was a little bit more traditional, but also very uh, noir and like how they. The angles and the lighting. Like they really were trying to do angles from different. It feels like, you know, older movies uh, in some regards, but Mm -hmm. also making it kind of modern as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, her death scene was really cool. And the one thing that happens is that the killer takes off his fucking mask. He's walking away and he takes off his mask because he gets a phone call. Right in front of her. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, how are they going to spin this shit Yeah, I was like, what, are they doing it from the perspective of the killer? Like, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Right. Which is crazy. Shit. Is, is, uh, who is it that called him? It was his, his roommate. But it was actually Ghostface calling him. Disguised as his roommate. Yeah, disguised as his roommate. So he goes back to, because him and his roommate were going to kill Sam and Tara. Yeah. Because because they went to college with him and they're in the classes with him. And they're fans of the movies. Yeah. 
So he so he ends up going back up to the apartment. They wanted to make Richie's movie is what it was. They yeah. wanted to finish his movie. Yeah, so he goes back up to his apartment and he's talking on the phone and then he's getting hints that like, oh, this isn't my roommate and that he wants him to be looking for something in the yeah, apartment. Yeah, he's like, dude, I thought we promised that we wouldn't, you know, use the voice thing on each other. Like, that's not cool, man. You really shouldn't do that. And he's like... You wanted your practice and go out and kill a professor? I wanted my practice. Yeah. And he's like, okay, fair enough. And so uh, he goes back to the room and then fucking gets attacked. Well, no, no. He finds his roommate's body and head, decapitated head, in the fridge. Yeah, which is pretty gnarly. And then he turns around and ghost face, goat face. Goat face. Ah! (laughs) Is standing there and then brutally murders him. Right. Dude, that was fucking... And then you're just like, what the fuck's going on? And then the scream things comes on the, the thing. <laughs> well, the thing... Oh, no, and- hold on. Hold on. Let me say, I want to say my part. You're going to make me forget. So he goes... The one thing that he said that made me question the whole new aspect in which it was like, oh, shit, this is totally different. This is a really different scream movie. He goes, he goes, what about our movie? And he's like... He's like, who gives a fuck about movies and cuts his fucking throat? And it's like, scream six. <laughs> that funny. part is what caught my attention. Yeah. And I think, well, we know who the killer is. The killers are. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's the son, the brother? I think it's the brother. Yeah, I think it's the brother. I thought so, too. Because the roommate, because then, the, because, okay, so so that guy bumped into Tara on his way back to the apartment before he got killed. And the roommate was in her her uh, house. Oh, okay. And Sam Sam comes in when the that female roommate, the sister, is there. Good so call. It was the brother. Well, it could have been the dad. Anyway, we're anyway. spoiling a lot of shit here, guys. So if you're listening, you're fucked yourself on this. Okay. <laughs> um, now it is a little loosey goosey who the killers are in this one, and uh, I have to and admit, that's okay. But they did something kind of genius in this movie, even though I have hard time believing that uh, the detective was able to pull his daughter's fake body in and fucking oh, replace it. And then uh, like in front of everybody, <laughs> uh, but he did. And uh, yeah. So anyway, the movie gets started. You got the, the the surviving members, the core four who have moved on with their lives Jenna Ortega's Ortega, yeah, character, fucking Tara, is living with a new roommate, this redheaded girl who's a little bit on the sex positive side. She has many partners that come to her. In and out of the room. Yeah, in and out of the room. And uh, she's living with them. And uh, her sister, Sam, has moved to New York as well to protect her. She's living in an apartment by herself. What? No. Isn't no, she? No, she's living with them. With oh, Tara that's right. And the roommate. I because... thought they were living separate when I first. When I first. Oh, There's just a lot to remember, Christina. Oh so. no, I'm cor- I'm here to correct you. Okay, thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. You remember everything. That's why you have me here. Yeah, because she forgets everything. But um, yeah, I don't know what I was saying anymore because Christina's gone on too long. So I guess I'll. Just what did you think stop about? Talking. What did you think about them bringing Kirby from Scream Four back as an FBI agent? Oh, I liked I liked seeing her again because even we were talking about how we liked Kirby in in the thing, and it turns out a lot of people did. Yeah, a lot of people liked her character in Part Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Part Four, right? Yeah, it was Part yeah. Four. She uh, was one of those characters that just. You know, she was kind of like a Randy character, you know? Yeah. Uh, she was like part Randy, you know? And her and Mindy have this moment in the film that are really, is really cute. Mm-hmm. 
She's like, okay, okay. Game can respect game. Because <laughs> they talk about their favorite movies and it's total fan geek shit. Yeah. Because they're like, favorite Friday the 13th movie. And she's like, part three. And she and the, and the other girl's like, uh, part six. Or no, part four, the final chapter. She's like, I had a thing for Corey. She's like, all right, all right, fair enough. Game can respect game. <laughs> I think that was the Roy one too. No, no, because that's the one where fucking uh, Corey Fel or yeah, Corey Feldman takes the hat, or the machete, and then he slides his face down. Mm-hmm. It's the one before Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the police, the detective calls them down to the station. So Sam and Tara start walking down. To the station. Well, we don't need to go over all these parts, but is there a specific well, they, yes, scene Yes, this here? is the scene. Okay. This is the convenience store scene. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, I forget how they... I think they see him on the street, so they run into the convenience store because there's all these people in there. Right. I love this part because it's like, hey, guys, I'm getting chased by a killer, which never happens because the killer usually darts away right no this one no. comes in the store with them yeah he went into the store that's like full of people and they're screaming running towards the back everybody's so- yelling at them because he's like there's a line here you know <laughs> funny and, and then so- the guy the guy who was yelling at him at the line gets killed by Ghostface. yeah he gets stabbed so then the 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 attendant grabs a sh- fucking shotgun this is a really good scene. It is. I don't even know if I could. You just have to see it. Like, I can't even explain it. It's brutal, man. Like, yeah. it's fucking intense. So he grabs his shotgun and he tells them to go out the back. So they run towards the door and they're like, keys, keys, we need your keys. So when he's reaching to get his keys off his belt, that's when Ghostface grabs his shotgun and turns it around and blows his head off. I wish off. they would have showed it. They kind of did. They didn't show it. That's too, It was too much. They, they, yeah, they didn't show, I think they should have showed him blowing his head up, man. Like, that mm. would have made me a happy fucking horror fan. That would have probably <laughs> bumped this movie up there a little bit. There might be an uncut version. I mean, I if mean. they do, then I'm all about it. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, Ghostface has a shotgun. So, the girls, like, they duck and they hide. And they're trying to be quiet. So, now, like, the hunt is on. Right. And then, like, they well, end they're, up... they're going through the aisles and shit like that, throwing cans to, like, get him off the scent. Him, and yeah. then Yeah. And then, you know... He, it was great. Every time there's somebody killed, they leave a mask behind. That was, like, kind of a part of the theme. Mm-hmm. And they... With DNA on it. Yeah, they, which from each of the movies. The past killers. The past killers in real life. And uh, so, you know, you have, you know, Roman and, you know, Stu, everybody, all the way... And they're going backwards, so they're going through the killers, the last Richie. ones. Richie. It was yeah. Richie. Richie and, then, and Amber and then fucking, I don't even fucking Charlie and fucking uh, Jill. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, what is the next one? That was the third one, right? That was Roman, where it was all his own, although he should have been, had a had a partner, but they cut her, cut her, cut her out, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we kept thinking it was that one girl yeah, right. who slept with everybody. Right. But she got killed. Yeah. And then the second one was the... Br- <laughs> The fucking the half brother. No, no, no. What was his name? No, the second one wasn't that. What was it? It was the mom of. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the mom of uh, Loomis. Loomis and it was Miss Loomis. Yeah, Miss Loomis sorry. and uh, just some regular student who yeah, was just a Roman fan. was the half brother. Yes. Okay, sorry. I, got I was confused. like, what are you talking about? I got confused. Anyway, so they're they're going backwards. You find a room that is very Saul-esque, by the way, of all of the properties from all of the movies in the Stab franchise, <laughs> which is just like going down Nostalgia Lane. That's the nostalgia grab. 
for this this thing, but it's done tastefully in a way that it isn't feeling like some sort of like obligatory fucking grab, like the end of Ghostbusters where they all grab the lightsabers, or oh. you know what I'm saying? Like the because mm-hmm. like in a way this is you're you're trying to pull nostalgia, and by bringing back legacy characters, it's kind of a cheap grab anyway. But they do this in a way that kind of like all the different moments in the movie. You know, um, I'm trying to think the latter scene in this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let me get to this. So they realize that someone's the killer that's within their friend group because Mindy isolates it down and she goes, okay, you're the killer, you're the killer, and you're the killer to her own girlfriend, Annika, I think. I don't remember her name, right? Annika? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it was Annika because she gets gutted. Mm-hmm. And then when we're before, but they all have a party at their house, at their apartment. Well, no, they're, they're at the apartment trying to stay together to stay safe. Right. But also they know that one of them is a killer. Yeah. But they, if, if the killer reveals themselves, they'd have to kill everybody. So they're mm-hmm. safer this way. But I love that because the killer comes out anyway mm-hmm. and starts slashing people. Mm-hmm. And it's really violent. And now, granted, they do climb across a ladder between her um, Sam's boyfriend's house Who's this new character that, you know... The guy across the hall that she's sleeping with. Total sus, but he does something in the movie that no other character has even thought about, so you know he loves the shit out of her, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Anybody that is close to you could be the killer. So So he backs off. I'm just going to do what what anybody should do, and I'm just going to get out of your way. Yeah. And just don't talk to me. Exactly. So... As a man should. Yeah, and then... But he's across the way... She's had like, you know, some real issues with her life since she killed um uh Richie, Richie her boyfriend, boyfriend yeah. which is, you know, mentally that's pretty fucked up to to go from loving somebody to killing them violently. Well, them trying to kill you and then Yeah, you but you know what I mean, and then them. you returning the favor, but yeah. There, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of bad emotions that it could probably stir from that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she even goes to a therapist in this movie who also gets brutally killed in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in through the eye, like through his nose or something. It was really fucking fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the father of the game thing in Ready or Not? Oh, oh, okay. He was the one that wanted to That's right. Yeah, he was the one that started the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um what was I saying? Oh, She's fucked up about all of this, though. And, and like, you know, they're climbing. They I think they gut Annika, which is Mindy's girlfriend. And, like, somebody else gets stabbed or something. And some people go, Jenna and, like, I think Chad go running down the stairwell because there's, like, a love interest with them. This, the the roommate's sister gets stabbed. Remember? That's how oh, she that's dies. right. That's how she dies. And then no, the- it wasn't the roommate's sister. It was the roommate. Yeah. It was the red-haired girl. Yeah. Who we find out later is the sister. So, yeah, that's why I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she gets killed and thrown at fucking Jenna or Sam or something. But is she? Yeah, she's not actually dead, but that really threw us off the scent. Yeah. It was a really good way to do it. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh, the thing that bothered me in this scene, I loved this scene, but I also hated it because I kept thinking like they cut about a foot into that little girl's stomach mm-hmm. <laughs> with a fucking knife. Yeah. And she's climbing across a ladder. Bleeding downwards. With her gut spilling out. out. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Her death was cool, though, because she falls because 
Ghostface shakes the ladder until she falls off and she smacks her head. See, they showed that. On the fucking, on the, the trash pavement. can. No, it was oh, yeah, it was a trash metal can. Metal trash can. And then her guts spill out as she hits the ground. They showed that. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was really fucking cool. Brutal. Yeah. Those, the, 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 I'd say that my favorite scenes in there were the ladder scene. Convenience store. The convenience store. And the subway. And the subway. Holy fuck the subway. That went on for way too long. It, but it, they were just trying to build that shit. They wanted you to suffer in suspense with that whole fucking scene. But what was cool about that scene is, well, the, the two people had separate. Well, the groups have separated and then uh, Mindy and the other guy separated in the train car. It was packed. It was Halloween. Okay. Right. It was Halloween. So in this train car, you got... The Babadook, because it was mentioned in the last movie, and there's Pinhead in there. There's all these ghost face people. You see My- Michael Myers, like all these people in masks, right? So, you you know, they keep building the suspense because there's this one ghost face who keeps There's like four in the in car. Yeah, but there's just this one sus, uh, sus one. <laughs> suspicious. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> And, you know, he, he, he they keep, they drug it out for like 10 minutes. They held and you in that suspense for a while. Finally, he pops up and he just starts stabbing her. Yeah. It's not and as for glorious. for all these people. The, the, the gore in that scene could have been so much better. And it is a little weird that Mindy didn't die in that situation because, like, he had so many opportunities to kill her. But they also say that he was going to make her sam suffer in this movie because the killer says right we're not going to make just kill everybody off so easily we're just going to make you we want to make you suffer right and uh but yeah it is a little weird that many didn't die it's not as good as a scene as like say the sadness train oh train God. scene <laughs> but it is pretty good because of the suspense in that moment is really powerful and he couldn't exactly gutter because he's doing it in front of all these people he can't I mean, it's. I love it's that weird they did that it in no the open. He, that's the part that's really. Yeah, good. it was in the open because they they even panned to a girl who's just who's like right in front of them and she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then the guy's got his headphones on or whatever, and he's just like jamming out. Yeah, like somebody would have noticed, but you know, well, whatever. You never know. It's a cool scene, nonetheless. Yeah. But yeah, um, another thing I really liked in this movie that I wanted to talk about is you know we find out that the killer is the the detective, his daughter, who's the redhead who got killed in the apartment scene, which I really liked. And then Ethan Landry, who is their non-horror movie friend. Who Who's knows? a virgin. Yeah, he's a virgin. He doesn't, yeah. So they're like, oh, he won't die, you know. That's the joke. Because uh, they make a, like, didn't they make a line about that here? Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill a kill... virgin or something like that. Yeah. They said something about a virgin in that. I can't remember exactly. But either way, uh, Ethan Landry is in this scene and... Uh, Sam Carpenter's character, when it gets to the end, is so, like, there's this darkness in her that it makes you feel like she really could have been one of the killers. Oh, yeah. She has it in her. And they lean on the family element, you know, in this movie a lot. Like, family that you make with each other, which is kind of, I would say, stolen from other movies uh, in a way. I can't remember which franchise, but... They have this big discussion about you can make your own family and that, mm-hmm. you know, just because you lost everybody doesn't mean you can't find new family and da 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 da. And uh, 
Tara and uh, Sam kind of get really close in this movie, which I thought was really good because they sort of team up as like a Batman and Robin sort of duo, mm-hmm. like serial killer duo almost <laughs> in this movie. And I, I really love that she is a serial killer mm-hmm. in a way, in her own right. She's like Dexter. Yeah, she she wants to kill, but she wants she's to only kill killing for bad reason. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like. She's being forced into getting an appetite for killing. And if they don't play with that in the future again, I would be really upset. Oh, I think they will because they even made it in the last movie. They made it like um, when she killed at the end. Right. That like this is her her thing. So now I got to mention the thing. OK, the thing about and this is kind of a Halloween end spoilery. So if you don't want to hear that, I'm sorry. I'm just going to talk about it anyway. Now they introduce Corey as a new killer, right? Well, they do that in every fucking movie with Scream. Right. But it's different rules, different movies, different franchises. So Halloween, changing the killer at the end and putting some other new dude in. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Is not the same as revealing that the killers are, you know, somebody else or whatever mm-hmm. in this franchise. It's like I said, there are things in this movie that are canon that you cannot gripe about in the franchise. You either like the franchise or you don't. You can't blame this movie for having what all of the movies have had. You know what I mean? There are things in this world that (laughs) I will never understand. Understand. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's really that much of a connection there. But, you know, this movie does pay a lot of homage to Halloween franchise and if they start pulling a Corey in this, oh, my God, <laughs> I, in the franchise, I will hate it again. Right. I, I swear to God, don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. What? One more scene I want to mention. Okay. Uh, when I thought they were going to kill Gail, dude, that was fucking brutal, too. And she wo- she whoops out her gut. Her whoop. Dude, she was a badass. Dude, she was a badass. She, they, she got pinned down on the table. Was she do her she own stunts like, in this? I don't know. She lo- I mean, maybe not, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it was really good. It was shot really well too. It was scary. I, was, I think that was supposed was like, to be Sydney's part when when that happens. Oh, I don't know. She her boyfriend gets killed, and then he yeah. she throws him through the thing, and she doesn't even care about him. Right. Which is because well, like, it's not Dewey. That's right. Why. But it almost is kind of mirroring mirroring her real life. She's got this no. like study black guy, you know, like you know, super handsome like model guy. Oh, is he? I guess. I mean, he doesn't. I don't know. She, but she doesn't care about him. That's the weird thing. <laughs> she's just like, yeah. She's like, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. She's like, yeah, me too. Uh, when the <laughs> when the killer was talking, then he was like, all oh, those muscles, and he didn't even protect you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> that must have been the dad. Yeah, I think so. I think I don't to know. overpower I, that big I thought, dude. Come I, on, we'll have to watch it again. But I'm pretty sure whoever said they they stabbed her. Um, at the end, I just can't I remember know. who said I like it. how they tried to pin it on Kirby. That was a good idea. Yeah, that was good. But in my mind, I was like, wait a second. But Kirby was in this place when you were over here ki- killing Gail. So that's making a goddamn sense. Right. But- I do also like the part where at the end she's like stabbing and then she stops because her sister's like, Jesus. Yeah, told her to stop. Like, touch Tara's her. Tara's like, like hey. Jesus, Jesus, calm down. She's like, although he did kill our friends so <laughs> and then she looks at her and they smile and they just stab him in the eye 
Stab the dad in the eye, right? right. Or no, yeah, and then Ethan Landry comes running Pops out of nowhere. Up, yeah. And, and then, then uh Terrace shoots, shoots him. Shoots him, yeah. So it is yeah, I like that. I like the darkness at the end because she looks at the mask almost like she wants to keep it because she She did keep it. She put it in she, her She threw it on the ground at the end. Oh she did? Yeah, and then she oh, goes over and it. talks to Gail. Oh, okay. Yeah. One theory I was thinking about and that I thought we might that might be kind of interesting to add into this movie mm-hmm. is that the sisters join up together at some point in time to kill off a whole rack of bad people. And this is when the cult comes in. Right. Well, this is the thing I want to point out, too. In the beginning of the movie, they go to a Halloween party and Ethan is dressed up in the murder party night, the cardboard night that's in the fucking uh, murder party movie where they all dressed up and this random guy had an invite that he goes oh, to and okay. they were going to murder him uh-huh. and they tie him up the whole fucking movie. Remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ethan is wearing that murder party outfit. So when I saw that and I already because you asked me, who do you think it is? I was like, it's Ethan. And because early on, they even point to him. Uh huh. And I was like, and he told the first guy, the guy who had killed Samara Weaving's character, who gives a fuck about movies anyway? Oh, uh huh. I was like, that's got to be Ethan. Yeah, because he doesn't, Cause he doesn't know about anything movies. about movies. Yeah. So I, you know, but again, the murder party thing made me think, okay, there's going to be a whole murder party of people, like a cult, a group. And in the movie, they had this group that the dad, well, the, was sis, a family. the dad, the daughter, and the son, Ethan. We were Richie's. It was Richie's family from Richie's, the last Yeah, movie. the Richie's family, we should have been clear about that, um, wanted to create this ire for Sam. And get everybody to believe that she was, which is kind of current when you think about all the like misinformation and stuff going on these days. Right. But they didn't do it on the nose in any political way or anything. It was just specifically how they could turn a crowd against somebody. And they did. And by conspiracy is alone. Yeah. And I thought that was really good. Um, But yeah, I caught on and I thought that the the group of people that didn't believe that that, that believed that she was the killer and that she killed Richie and framed him, we're going to be surrounding her at the end. Mm-hmm. Do And I, you know, so I, I wonder if we rewatch it or if it comes out what that connection to Murder Party is. I don't know. Because it is too obvious and such a weird, deep horror fan cut. Because that is not a mainstream movie. Murder Party is not a mainstream movie. Uh-huh. So I don't know why it was in there. Maybe it was just in there because he. Maybe it was just a nod because he liked it. Right. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe one of the directors put yeah, it in there. They're friends with the guy and they're like, oh, well, just I've little. tried to type murder party and scream six in this to look for anything. Nothing. Well, may, we'll wait a few more weeks and then try. Right. If you guys know what the connection is, please let me know. I would love to hear He's it. He's dying to know. Because I, I was like so excited because that's such a weird movie to, to reference in a in a mainstream movie like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, they had a last podcast on the left poster up on the wall. Oh, yeah. And it's like they talk about fucking true crime. They don't talk about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, any of the flaws that I might have had with this movie, it just, it is a really good sequel. It is. It's great. I'm really impressed with what they did. And maybe the score will go up over time. I don't know. But I know one thing's for sure. My my opinion of the franchise isn't as bad as it was. I knew it wouldn't be. It's not it's not like glowing, 
but it's not. It's better than Halloween. Right. And I am wondering if Christina is going to like Saul now. Because of how intricate that is. Well, I like Saw. I just haven't watched them all. Right, but you don't realize how crazy intricate it gets. Yeah, because doesn't he die and then he like comes back or then like there's Amanda Christina, comes back. There's no way to explain it in, he's in, just gonna watch in it. five in like one minute or anything. <laughs> no, it goes so far that I can't. We haven't even seen the last two horror fucking films. Yeah, there was Chris Rock one. Yeah, we, we didn't watch seen. it because I don't know what the fuck has <laughs> happened over the course of 10 movies. <laughs> there's no way I can I can watch a movie and then expect to be to remember that. Right. They've made too many. Right. And that's going to happen with Scream at some point. Right. I think the... Mm, I don't... You can jump into this. You can jump into five and six and not have seen the others. I don't think so because I think, I so. think half the fun of this franchise is knowing all the other movies. Well, yeah, exactly. So but, you're going to take away their... their. I think you But would, if you're a kid and you want to see new movies, I say you can jump into it and then if you want to watch, I, go I, back, then go back. I guess, yeah. I guess that's fair. I don't know. It's just for me, it's just, it's just like a sin... To like not watch the movies before you watch a sequel because it has made my experiences with the new movies so much better when I understand and fully understand right even with Annabelle which I hated the first movie second one so much better Ouija the first one right pure garbage second one well, that one I think you can, is a standalone by the way the oh, Ouija, second Ouija yeah Ouija yeah. Origin of Evil is so much better yeah it's like its own thing Mm -hmm. i like even some of the demons in that shit reminded me of like evil dead i want to watch that again that is that's good we have all of them but yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things so yeah i don't know i would uh i'm i'm you know for those of you who hate me because i didn't like the franchise there you go you know there's your treat for those of you who admired me for hating the franchise (laughs) suck a dick (laughs) no it's not about that I I don't think I I think I've been appropriate and tried I've tried to respect you know because I like to get into things when I watch them you know mm-hmm. so or you know get, there's excitement to be had when you're watching something part of a big thing you know mm-hmm. that's why people like franchises you know what I mean mm-hmm. so you know there's nothing wrong with that I guess it isn't normal for I don't know like I guess a big fandom they they make a big point in part five about toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like how toxic it can be because Richie's a toxic fan technically mm-hmm. because he's willing to kill to make a better script right in part five right and then in six the, the apple doesn't fall fall far from the tree as far as like crazy goes because they're willing to kill for their family right and not the movies mm-hmm. but yeah I guess that's everything that we have to say about these movies. I hope we've covered everything and, uh, you know, in what we liked, what we didn't like. And I hope it's been an interesting ride for you. And for those of you that have been watching along while we do this, thank you. That's super cool. It just, it just makes us feel like we're part of something bigger, like those who watch franchises to begin with. Mm -hmm. So thank you for tagging along with us on this adventure. I hope it has been a rewarding experience. We will be taking off next week and we will be returning with two new movies or two old movies. Not sure what yet. We're going to be watching some films next, the following week, and we'll be back. But uh, other than that, thank you guys so much for coming by. And as always, along with the voice.